Well, greetings, Community Church. Greeting friends and family. It's great to be with you, although it would be so much nicer to see you in person. Um, it's been almost two years now since uh, I had the chance to visit with you, with, with my family, and we, we love you, we miss you, we're praying for you. And uh, sending you greetings from, from Saskia and our kids. Um, sending you greetings as well from our All Nations Church family here in South Wales. What an unusual and unique season we've been in this last year, year and a half. Who could have seen this coming? Um, but hasn't God been good to us? Hasn't he looked after us and provided for us and protected us all the way through? You know, one of the lessons that we have been learning here in Cardiff during the lockdown is that God is always working. Even during the most unusual and unprecedented of seasons, we've known God's hand of protection and blessing and, and health. You know, really early on in, in, in the lockdown, I was hosting a, a small group, a life group uh, on Zoom, on, on the online platform. Some of you might have used this. And we had a man join us who had been in the church for a few years who uh, had not been well. In fact, he had recently been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder uh, and we as a leadership had been praying for him. Uh, he was having problems with, in his marriage and with his family. And when he came and joined us on the call, um, he, he wouldn't speak, he wouldn't turn his microphone on, he wouldn't acknowledge anybody was there. In fact, we, we kind of had to um, hide him on the call so no one knew he was there. And yet, within one week, he had been out walking in the countryside near where he lived. God had spoken to him. And in that moment, Jesus healed him of post-traumatic stress disorder. And this man began to go on a journey where the, the doctors he was seeing began to notice that he was improving and they began to reduce his medication that he was taking. He began to sleep normally through the night. His relations with his wife and his children began to be improved. And so now, a year and a half later, this man is a fully restored, fully healed member of the community. You know, Jesus was working in his life Jesus was able to break into his situation. Jesus was able to change him for the better. Even though we weren't able to meet in person, even though there was a lockdown going on, because nothing can stop God from extending and establishing his kingdom in our lives and through our lives. And I understand that you are talking together at the moment about the kingdom of God. That's what we have been looking at together here at All Nations Church. This year, we've been looking together at the king and his kingdom. And whenever we talk about the kingdom of God here at All Nations, we, we talk about three things in particular that define this kingdom that we're part of. First of all, God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Psalm 145 verse 13 says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. You know, nations rise and fall, kingdoms come and go, but God's kingdom remains forever. But not only that, God's kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom. Isaiah 9 verse 7 says, Of the increase of your government and peace, there will be no end. Isn't that wonderful to know? Not only is the kingdom of God lasting forever, but it's actually increasing forever. 
And thirdly and finally, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God that you and I are part of, the kingdom that you and I are seeking first, is an unshakable kingdom. Hebrews 12 verse 28 tells us that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Wow, isn't that so helpful, so encouraging, so powerful to know in these days of great uncertainty, in these days where um, nations have been shaken and economies have been shaken uh, and, and systems in our world have been shaken, there is something at work in our world that we are part of that cannot be shaken. The kingdom of God is unshakable. Now, to help us understand the kingdom of God, Jesus told stories, he told parables to help his audience, help his disciples understand the principles of his kingdom. And we're going to read one together this morning, and we're going to find it in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. So if you could find your Bible, uh, open your Bible up to Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, we're going to read one of the stories, one of the parables that Jesus tells about the kingdom. And I'm going to read today from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, and I'm going to start reading from verse 1. Jesus began to teach beside the lake. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the lake and sat there, while the whole crowd was beside the lake on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And Jesus said, let anyone with ears to hear listen. When he was alone, those who were around him along with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything comes in parables in order that they may indeed look but not perceive, they may indeed listen but not understand, so that they may not turn away and be forgiven. And Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. But they have no root and endure only for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil, they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Would you pray with me a moment? Lord, we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. We want to thank you that when you spoke your word and had your word written down, you had something for us to understand about yourself. 
pray that you'd reveal that to us today and you'd help us live by faith more effectively in your kingdom as a result. Amen. Well, this is a great story that Jesus tells. And there are two things in, that we need to understand about it before we go any further. First of all, Jesus says that understanding this parable is key to understanding all the others. Do you notice that he says in verse 13, do you not understand this parable? Uh, how will you understand the other parables? So understanding the principles in this parable are key for understanding all the other parables, all the other stories that Jesus tells about the kingdom. But here's how wonderful Jesus is. He then provides us with the interpretation of the parable. So he tells us what, what the, the sower is doing. The sower sows the word. And then the, he describes four different kinds of responses to that word. He describes four different kinds of soil that the word goes into, and he describes the fruit that is or isn't produced as a result. So the wonderful thing for us today is we don't need to concern ourselves about the, what the seed is or what the kind of soil is. We're not going to talk about that at all. Jesus has done that for us. But one aspect of this story that is left unexplained, however, is the identity of the sower. Who is the sower? Well, Jesus doesn't say. <laughs> he doesn't say. He never tells us who the sower is. And why is that? Well, I think it's because... Anyone can be a sower. I think it's because anyone and everyone in God's kingdom has the opportunity to be a sower. You see, God extends and establishes his kingdom through people who sow. Through people who sow his word. Through people who give who serve, who speak, who love, and anyone can be a sower. Into my mind right now comes some of my friends in the church in Southport. I'm thinking of some of you. You are sowers. Those of you who, who I, haven't, I haven't met, those of you who I don't know by name, those of you that I'm going to see in the future, you can be sowers. There isn't a sowing group in the community church and a non-sowing group in the community church. Every one of you can be a sower. Would you like that? I believe you would. And I know that you would because you have a desire to be involved in the work that God is doing and extending and establishing his kingdom. Not just hearing about it, not just talking about it, but actually doing it. And so what I'd like us to look at in our time together today is what are some of the qualities of a sower that we can learn from this story and we can put into practice in our lives. Are you ready? I'm going to give you five. I'm going to give you five. We'll go through them fairly simply. The first thing is this, that is that sowing is an attitude before it is an act. Sowing is an attitude before it is an act. What do I mean by that? Well, Jesus begins this story by saying this. A sower went out to sow. He doesn't say uh, someone went out to sow and they became a sower. Before this person sowed anything, before they acted in sowing, they had the attitude of a sower. 
So you might be um, watching this today, you might be listening to me today thinking, I've, I've never done anything like this before. I, I've, I've never shared uh, something with somebody else. I've never given my testimony or shared the word or done an act of kindness for someone else before. Do you know what? You're just the kind of person I'm looking for. You're just the kind of person Jesus is looking for. Because he wants to change your attitude. He wants to change your mindset before you get on with the job. A sower went out to sow. So for all of us watching today, all of us listening today, we are beginning to think now like sowers. We're going to get up in the morning and we're thinking, where can I sow? Where can I give? Where can I serve? Where can I speak? Where can I help? I'm looking around because I'm a sower going out to sow. Sowing is an attitude before it is an act. The second thing that we can learn from this story is that sowing means going. Sowing means going. Jesus said a sower went out to sow. What a strange thing to say to people who are in some kind of lockdown. But sowing always means going beyond yourself. Sowing always means looking outwards, looking to the needs of others, looking to the interests of your neighbours, to your friends, your family, even your enemies. Sowing means going. You remember, this was the method of Jesus in his ministry. Although John the Baptist came and he stayed in one place and preached the word and people came to him, Jesus' method was to travel around to where people were and to preach to them where they were. If we're going to carry on the ministry of Jesus, we need to carry on the methods of Jesus, okay? So sowing means going. It means going out. It means being willing to go out towards people, going out to where the need is, going out to where the help can be, because a sower is a goer. Okay? So sowing is an attitude before it is an act. Sowing means going. And the third thing, this is the super spiritual, powerful one. Okay, you ready? Number three. Sowing means sowing. <laughs> what do I mean? Well, Jesus said, a sower went out to sow. A sower went out to sow. It wasn't only an attitude. It wasn't only the movement out. The sower actually had to sow. Okay? A sower actually had to sow. So whatever you've got to give, whatever you have to share, whatever you have to participate in, it means actually doing it. I know that's the kind of person that you are. Because God's at work in you and he wants to work out what he's working into you. Sowing means sowing. It means taking the opportunity to share your testimony, your story of salvation with your neighbour. It means um, offering to pray and following through with, with the loved one who's in need. I know that's what you're like. I know that's how you're living. I know you want to do it all the more. So sowing is an attitude before it is an act. Sowing means going. Sowing means sowing. And sowing also means overcoming. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when I read this story, I find that the sower went out to sow and he's scattering his seed in the field and some of this seed that he's scattering falls into ground and it's not productive. It's unproductive. And yet, the interesting thing for me is, as I read that story, is that the sower doesn't stop sowing just because some of the seed hasn't borne fruit. He doesn't give up just because some of it falls by the thorns. He doesn't give up because some of it falls on the road. He doesn't quit. 
You see, a sower can't afford to dwell on disappointment. And I feel this very strongly as I've been preparing this to share this with you. I really want to encourage you all today, don't dwell on disappointments. Don't dwell on situations where you've sown and not seen what you've expected. A sower is an overcomer. We're going to look beyond the disappointments. We're going to look beyond the unexplained. We're going to look beyond this, the, the things that maybe have frustrated us or not worked out the way that we thought they would. And instead, we're going to continue to sow in hope and in faith. A sower is an overcomer. Because fifthly and finally, sowing means reaping. I know that's really obvious, but this is so vital for us as well. You see, yes, some of the seed that the sower sowed fell onto rocky ground or onto the path, but it also says this, other seed fell on good soil. It brought forth grain, 30, 60, 100 fold. Do you know that seed is designed to produce fruit? Seed is designed to produce grain. Seed is designed to produce crops. And so sowing means reaping. That's why God wants us to have the attitude of a sower. That's why God wants us to move out as a sower. That's why God actually wants us to sow. That's why he wants us to overlook disappointment and, and, and not dwell in bitterness and not live in regret, but continue to sow because sowing means reaping. That's the goal of the sower. That's the goal of the gardener. That's the goal of the farmer, is to produce crops, to produce fruit, to produce plants. That's why God is inspiring you today to be a sower. Let's be sowers. Let's be those that God can use to extend and establish his kingdom. Let's have the attitude of a sower. Let's look at our world around us and see where God wants us to play a positive part. Let's be willing to move. That might just be moving to your next door neighbor's front door. It might be crossing the town. It might be changing jobs. But we're willing to make a movement because we're sowers going out to sow. Let's be willing to actually sow. Let's determine today we're not going to dwell on our disappointments or our failures or our frustrations, but instead we're going to sow knowing that we're going to reap. That's the goal of every gardener, the goal of every farmer, the goal of every sower, is when we sow, we reap. Every one of you has a story to tell. Every one of you has a testimony of how Jesus has saved you. I know some of you well. I know you've got stories of how Jesus has healed you, how he's helped you, how he's protected you, how he's provided for you. All of these are seed that you're carrying into a world that needs to hear about them. You say, oh, it's such a small story. That's right. Seeds are small, but they produce great crops. They produce great grain. They produce a great harvest. And so as you step out as a sower, step out knowing this, whatever you sow, you'll reap. God is in this, friends. God is in this. He's in his kingdom. He's working at it. He's got great plans for the community church. He's got great plans for the northwest of England. He's got great plans for us to be together face to face again. So from Cardiff, I send you my love, send you my prayers, send you a confident expectation that when we see each other again soon, we're going to see each other as sowers with stories of how God has used us to sow and to reap. God bless you in everything you're doing.